0: We're here to celebrate our first uh, Sunday of this beautiful season of Lent. And the season of Lent, oftentimes people don't understand, hey, why you Catholics do that? Like like the season of Lent, the whole idea, you give something up, you're going to embrace the uncomfortable. All of a sudden you start focusing on the way of the cross and all these different things in the church. Why do you Catholics all of a sudden have this season and do that? Well, I think a lot of times, good questions, and some good questions go unanswered because from time to time, it, it isn't handed down. Like I know for us as Cajuns, as good Cajun people, a lot of times we receive like the important stuff in life from our parents. I know for me, I learn a lot of important stuff from my dad. I know, the, I know the liturgical movement, let's say, of life from my dad. Now it sounds kind of interesting, what do you mean? I know every time that I have to be in different places around the important stuff in life. Especially an LSU football game. I know if you want a good parking spot, 9 o'clock. Be in Baton Rouge, 9 o'clock. I know if you want some good food, be around this certain tailgate at a certain time and the food will be ready. I know if you want to see the band come down the hill, be in your spot at four. Players are gonna be right before, the band's come in, not long after. Once the band comes down, I know that there's about 90 minutes to two hours before kickoff, meaning you should start working your way to your gate, get your popcorn, your drink, your food, your Manda sausage, all that stuff, and go find your seat. Claim your spot early because it's a bleacher and you're going to need some, some, uh, some you know, elbow room. Make sure to claim your spot early. I know about 15, minutes before, 15 to 20 minutes before kickoff, the band's going to walk out and they're going to do that four corner salute. I know whenever they turn at the end of the field, the students are going to go crazy. And I know two minutes after seven o'clock, kickoff is ready. Now, all of these things have been handed down to me way before I was a student. All these things were handed down to me by my father. I think some of us may not be able to answer the question of why you Catholics do that, because it may not have been laid out to us, given to us by our father from sometimes. So as a newly uh, minted, you know, still wet behind the ears, Father in the church, I'm going to do my best to give you a brief understanding of why you Catholics, why we Catholics enter into this 40 days. Jesus, in this gospel, goes into the desert for 40 days. The number 40 means a lot in his, in the Jewish, the first century Jewish mind. It calls to mind two in particular places. First, Our first reading, we hear about a little bit of it. Noah and the flood. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And the purpose of the rain was to purify the world, was to purify everything there. The other place that we hear about this is the 40 years of the Israelites walking in the desert. And we're going to hear about it throughout Lent. We're going to hear about it in different areas of of our liturgies. But they walk from Egypt to Jerusalem and wander through the desert for 40 years until they finally land in Jerusalem. And that whole time they're walking, for an entire generation, they walk, they travel. And the one thing that is ongoing is their complete and utter dependence on God they're going to be fed from the hand of god they're going to be taken care of and protected from the lord they're complete and utter dependence on god i think for us as we embark on this journey of 40 days as we embark on this time of lent that for us those two themes one of purification and the other of utter dependence on god I think both of these themes are like two guiding lights to us as we go through this journey, as we go through this walk. This week, this week for Ash Wednesday, when the ashes were put on our foreheads, the words, one of the options for the words is, repent and believe in the gospel. To repent, to turn away from sin, that purifying, Right? that theme of purifying, purifying our lives, turning away and turning back to God. And believe, trust, know, come to, come to love God more. These two themes are for us, are given to us in this Lenten season. Now, to, to a way in which we can live out each of these, very, very practically, very, very real in the church The first, purifying, letting go of sin, letting go of temptation, turning towards the Lord. Each one of us has the opportunity to repent offered to us throughout the season of Lent, every day in the church, through the sacraments, through the sacrament of confession. So if it's been a long time since you've stepped into the confessional, because I know priests are never scarier (laughs) than in the confessional. If it's been a long time, let this season of Lent be a time of focusing back on the Lord, of repenting, of turning back to the Lord with everything, of examining ourselves and offering our weakness even to God. The other way, another very practical way, a very tangible way, a very easy way, is the way which we come to celebrate today of believing, of trusting in God that He's going to feed us, that He's going to sustain us, that He's going to lead us into everlasting life. And that is, through the sacrament, we're here to celebrate the Eucharist. The same way that the Lord fed the Israelites as they walked through with bread from heaven, God today steps down from heaven and feeds us with bread, His body. He feeds each of us to sustain us as we're on that journey. Both of these themes for all of us as we approach Lent, as we go through Lent, or for most of us as we approach Lent, are beautiful ways, two guiding lights for each of us. See, when we we were baptized, we were baptized into the covenant that the Lord wants to give us, into the everlasting life that he promises us, but sometimes we skip over the middle part the sufferings that he had to endure. Lent for us is a time of recognizing that covenant, recognizing the sufferings and embracing them so that we can taste eternal life at Easter. Today, in a few moments, we're going to do the rite of sending, of sending our catechumens, of sending our confirmation candidates to the bishop, So that he he can recognize them, that he can invite them into this Lenten season, this time of preparation, where they're going to embrace baptism. They're going to be baptized, they're going to be confirmed, and they're going to be received into full communion at the table of the Lord at the Easter vigil. Each of us, when we're offered at our baptism the dignity of Christian, the title of Christian, the life of a Catholic, when, we're, when yes is said, it's not a cafeteria thing. It's not we pick and choose. But rather, we get the whole thing. All of the covenant and all that means. All of the sufferings and all that means. And all of the promise of the resurrection and eternal life and all that means. So as we approach this Lenten season... Let us not just approach it from a sense of kind of childishly giving up a drink or a food or something like that, but let us approach it with a sense of turning back to God, coming to know him better, to believe that he actually cares about my life, trusting that he's going to sustain me if I would be just to turn away from my sin. The sacramental life of the church is there to help us there, to guide us there, to bring us and facilitate that union back with the Lord. But as we approach this Lent, interiorly, are we constantly being purified of our desires, of the, of the sinful desires we have, of the sinful temptations that we have? Are we constantly being brought back into deeper trust and a deeper love of God? If we go through Lent with those two lights guiding us and guiding us well, and when we come to the Easter, when we come to that wonderful season where we, where we experience the Lord's resurrection, we'll be able to receive the promise that He has given us that promise of eternal life.